On this episode of Driven Too Far, we're talking chat GPT. Just what is it and how can AI impact the future of trucking? Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Chat GPT, so what is all the buzz about? Uh, you hear terms like uh, chat GPT, AI, uh, it's a little bit scary uh, if you don't know much about the technology side of things. And I'm I'm in that same boat. I don't necessarily understand it all. I'm certainly got to a point where I'm curious about it and, and experimenting just a little bit about it. So I've gotten to the point now I'm wondering, okay, this stuff's pretty cool, this technology. Um, you can essentially go to a web page. Uh, you can type in a question or ask it to write you a paper, an essay, a response. Uh, and this thing responds to you in almost like human-like language. So it's different than, say, Google or some of your search engines. When you go to Google and you search something, uh, you've put in keywords in that search topic, then it goes out in the internet, it locates those those keywords in a search, and it comes back and it presents you things in a list. And and that's what you see when you're you're searching for a, an auto mechanic or something like that. Chat GPT is a little bit different because it's almost like a human interface uh, with language, and it's like you're having a conversation with this machine. So if I've gotten more curious about it, I'm trying to think, well, okay, we're in trucking, so how can we use this thing to our advantage, or how can a driver use this? What's it gonna do for us? Uh, I went as far as actually putting a uh, chat GPT icon on our driver's mobile app uh, this week, and I've sent a note out to the drivers kind of encouraging them to set up an account. It's free to use, uh, and experiment just a little bit. Uh, see what we can learn. Uh, one of the things I decided to do is I'm trying to test the situation or see if it's got limits. Um, I said, okay, I'm going to put a situation in this thing. I'm going to type it in. And I said, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, and I want to go to Nashville, Tennessee. I want to know the best route. My truck gets 6.8 miles per gallon. I have 200-gallon capacity on the truck. I've got 100 gallons when I leave Omaha, and I want to finish with 100 gallons when I when I reach Nashville. Where should I stop for fuel and who's got the best prices for fuel along that route? And lo and behold, here it spits out an answer for you. So it's pretty crazy that it can figure all this stuff out. And I don't know how it does it, but uh, it, it's it's really interesting. Uh, we happen to run a flatbed carrier uh, or flat, flatbed truck line. And um, I'm thinking, okay, what, what other... Um, stumbling points to some of the drivers have new drivers you know in flatbed there's a lot of uh, regulations about tying your loads down and how many chains or how many straps do i need uh, to safely tie the load down and meet the uh, the dot minimum requirements let's test it out right so uh, i typed that in there i said i got a 48 foot flatbed i've got a load of 40 foot steel beams uh, that weigh a total of 40,000 pounds what kind of securement do I need on this load? And the first answer it came back with was kind of generic and stuff. It, it didn't give me a lot of detail. But the cool thing that we figured out about ChatGPT is you can continue the conversation with it. So if it doesn't give you the exact answer you want at first, you just ask it a little different, more question and ask it for more detail. So in that case with the flatbed load and how do I tie it down, it gave me a kind of an overview but when i says how many chains or straps do i need 
to secure this load, 40,000 pounds, 40, you know, 40 foot beams and stuff. And it did. It must have went out to the FMCSA rule book and it came back with the securement uh, requirements for that. It said you had to have a minimum of so many straps or chains, uh, what the weight rating of those securement devices had to be 50%. Uh, and then it figured out how many total straps or chains I needed on that 40 foot load. So it did exactly what I wanted it to do. It was really crazy. I'd kind of, uh, the other thing I asked it to do is I'm thinking about professional drivers and your life on the road and um, diet and exercise is always something, you know, it, it can be an unhealthy lifestyle if if you let it be but um i'd seen somewhere say somebody asked the the chat gpt to write me a keto diet plan a sample plan for seven days and and lo and behold you know it spits it out so i took that one step further i said write me a ketogenic diet plan uh, and I told him my my weight, how much I weigh, and how much I wanted to lose in what time frame. If I want to go from 250 pounds to 200 pounds in six months, and then I said, make sure these foods are available in truck stops. So I took it that far, thinking about the drivers and what you have access to out on the road, and it did it. It found uh, foods that would be commonly found in truck stops um, in the the fast food restaurants, whether it be a salad or uh, ordering a hamburger with no bun and some of those things. So it, it's just really fascinating what this thing can come up with. And a little bit scary, a little bit spooky. Don't quite know the limits of this or where it's going, but I have a feeling we're just on the tip of the iceberg. And this company, OpenAI, is the one that has launched ChatGPT. And I was listening to a podcast on my way here to the studio today, and it was talking about, this is just the tip. Microsoft's got their fingers in it, Google's got their fingers in it, and everybody's trying to develop this in the background. So uh, I think the future is really gonna change here uh, over the next year or so. What about your company? How could your company put this kind of technology to use to make your life a little bit easier as a driver? And I think some of it you've probably already seen. When you think about you go to a website and uh, all of a sudden a little window pops up and you got a little chat bot in the bottom, somebody's asking you questions. Now, uh, you can tell a difference from some that are intelligent, not so intelligent, right? The chat bot uh, that are intelligent, it it's asking you intuitive questions and it's understanding what you're asking for and it's responding back like a human in that conversation to you. I think there's a lot of future uses for drivers when we start to think about training, uh, how do we interact with this, this thing and um, how can it give us the training we need? How can we ask questions to the system about the training we need. And it's gonna go into whatever database it's programmed to use to go find those answers and, and bring it back to you in a format that you can understand. How about your spouse and your family? You know, what could what could we do there with this? Um, I, again, I was playing with it, testing with it, seeing what kind of limitations it has. Now, the one thing I can tell you that it can't do or it wouldn't do was uh, Saturday, Sunday morning, I asked, um, I asked it, what is the odds of the Creighton Blue Jays advancing to the Final Four? And they had a game 
uh, Sunday afternoon against San Diego State. And it came back and it said, basically, I'm not programmed to answer that kind of question. So, so I guess you can't use it on your sports book and try to figure out who you, who you should bet for um, in the next Super Bowl. But uh, so it does have some limitations, and and I think I heard that on the podcast on the way down that I was listening to, as well. They were talking about writing ethics into it to make sure that um, the responses aren't unethical in some ways. So when it comes to maybe health and wellness and medical advice, and um, you think about. Uh, laws and regulations. It's certainly not going to probably give you advice on how to do something illegal. So it does have those kind of limits. But on the home front, uh, I wanted to test it a little bit. And the, the the scenario I'm thinking about is you're out on the road and your spouse is at home with the kids or something like that. Something inevitably happens at the house, uh, whether it's the furnace goes out or the car needs repaired or something like that. But how can how can your wife or your spouse use this thing to their advantage? And it's the same kind of thing. Um, type in, I need top heating and air conditioning repair services in Toledo, Ohio, uh, that have a Google ranking of this. So I know I'm getting the best service and pops right up and it gives you four or five different services. Uh, same thing with auto repair. And maybe you're stranded on the side of the road or your wife is. That seems to be when you get that call, right? Something's happened and they need you right now. And unfortunately, you're not not home to help them or take care of them. Uh, but this could be an assistant or a tool that they might be able to use uh, in that moment of need where they can actually figure out how to get the help they need. They can tell uh, the system exactly what it is. It's making a sound. It's leaking coolant. Uh, it's a flat tire, whatever that looks like. And it, it will intelligently respond to you in what the next steps might need to be for you to resolve that problem. I am curious about what the schools are going to do with this thing. I think that was the first instance I heard of chat GPT and its ability to write essay papers, or in our case, we use blogs, uh, and things for our business on the website. But how how are the schools going to control this? If all of a sudden your kid can go home and say, I need a five-page essay on this certain topic, and it spits out an essay that they can essentially copy and paste into Word or Google Docs or something and turn in as their own, how are the schools going to patrol that? I certainly don't know, and I'm sure they're all probably trying to figure that out right now. But I do definitely see the use for assisting your kids with homework and some things like that it's certainly a powerful tool it's almost like having a teacher uh right in the room where the the limitations seem seem endless really you might be able to use it for health and wellness type things uh it's not uncommon for people now when you get certain symptoms somebody's not feeling well in your family you jump on the internet maybe you go to webmd or some things like that and you're trying to search for those symptoms um and it, it doesn't always come back with a clear answer. It just takes you to WebMD, and then you got to continue the search and dig down. But I think where ChatGPT comes in is you could specifically tell them exactly, I have a three-year-old child that is running a slight fever, and they're coughing, and their ear hurts, um, that it will it, it has a really good chance of telling you what may be the cause of that situation and the cause of that issue. I don't know what the future holds for ChatGPT. It seems like it's here and it's uh, gonna evolve fast, uh, but I do think it will have an impact on our world in transportation and trucking. 
Um, if you get a chance, maybe you jump on, uh, just jump on a computer. You can do it on your phone as well. Google it, chat GPT. Uh, it'll pop right up. It's a company called OpenAI. Again, it's free to use. You got to set up a quick account, uh, log in. It's just an email and a password, nothing special. Doesn't cost anything and, and just experiment with it and play with it. I'm, I'm curious what you learn and uh, I'm anxious to hear from our own team at home. You know, how are they going to use it? What have they found useful for it? And where does this thing take us in the future of trucking?